Well, I'm excited for uh, what the Lord has for us this morning. And uh, if you are uh, able to um, get on the, the Facebook page and uh, follow along, um, we'll have the some on the screen there will be the scriptures that we're looking at this morning. Um, but uh, give a wave. Um, you can kind of shout across to people and say, hey, uh, if you if you see anybody that you don't know, you know it's uh, um, I don't know text them or something. <laughs> uh, strange times we're in, but you know it is um, it's worth the extra effort to be together, right? You know, like there's there's so much that happens, not just for us in uh, socially, but spiritually. Um, spiritually, when we're able to come close together. Uh, God does uh, some miraculous work, and so thank you all for taking the extra effort to come out this morning, uh, and I, I think that you're going to be um, hearing from the Lord uh, through the word, and so Lord, we just pray that you would uh, minister to us uh, through your word this morning, that we would see clearly what you have for us, that we wouldn't miss anything, um, and we just thank you that you are leading us, you are guiding us that the first thing we need to do is set our eyes on you and allow you to direct our steps. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are prepared uh, with a Bible, uh, either a phony Bible, uh, um, or a paperback Bible, you can go ahead and grab that out. Um, we are going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5. Can you hear me? Let's see. Is this loud enough on this microphone? Can you hear me all right? Check one, two. want to make sure that uh, everything's up and you can hear me all right. Um, as we uh, get started here, um, I do need my phone that has the notes on it. Can I have that? <laughs> Thank you. I'll advance the slides myself now. Um, we are in this series entitled Infinitely More, and talking about how out of this passage out of Ephesians, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think, Ephesians 3.20. We've been hitting a variety of aspects on this, and if you're here uh, present this morning, you see that I've got some building materials beside me. Um, I'm in my work clothes. Uh, I wore Carhartts uh, for this morning. Um, these have been these pants have been on a lot of job sites. Um, they've seen a lot of uh, hard work. Um, they've been pretty brutalized. These uh, pair of pants have been. Uh, my sweatshirt has, I'm not sure where this oil stain came from. Uh, you ever, you, anybody have clothes like that? You're like, how did that stain happen? You know, you just don't know. Um, I've got paint on the hood of this thing. It, it's been all over the place with me. I love this sweatshirt. It's comfortable. Um, I don't wear it to parties and social gatherings typically. 
Um, but technically, this is not a social gathering. This is a worship setting. Amen? So I can wear it to worship Jesus in. Uh, when we think about following Jesus, we don't usually think about hard work, right? Um, we, we, we tend to think that if I follow what God's commands are, then things will just fall in line for me. And uh, has anybody laid brick before? Has anybody done any brick laying? I want to look around. We have a few, a few who have laid some bricks. Man, masonry is hard work. Um, and it's messy, right? It's really, really messy. And uh, I've done a little bit of concrete. I've done some brick. Uh, got to, I'll tell some more about this in a, a little bit later, but uh, did have the opportunity to build a house out of block uh, that was hand-formed on a riverbank in Africa. And, uh, and so like looking over the edge of this embankment, we could see where the bricks were being made on the edge of the river. And here we are just 100 yards from that spot building a house out of the bricks that were made down there. And we're mixing the concrete materials, the different ingredients, with shovels on the red dirt. And we're making this volcano, pour some buckets of water in it, and then pull the outside to the inside, and then you know, make the volcano wider and pile it back up. And, and so it was one of the most ex- unique construction experiences of my life. Um, I've got about six years of construction experience now. Um, and so I'm not unfamiliar with hard work, I, but I don't typically think of all of those things when I'm thinking about following Jesus, when I think about faith. And Christianity, I don't usually think about busted knuckles and bleeding hands and mud and junk and sweat and back aches, right? Like we usually think, well, God's going to make everything better. So how does all of that concept fit with this idea that God wants to do infinitely more than all we might ask or think? Perhaps, just perhaps, what we imagine is the plan that God has for our lives is not the full picture. Maybe we're only seeing part of it. So I've asked you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. We're looking at verse 3. This is a sermon where Jesus is up on this unknown mountainside. There's a crowd that's gathered around him and he begins to tell them what the kingdom looks like. What does the life of a follower of his look like? And Many of preachers have called this the upside-down kingdom because this seems to be the least likely of things. So Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. He says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Anybody picking up on something so far? Poor? Mourning? Meek? This doesn't seem like the, those who would get power, prestige, authority, especially in this life. But then to think like that's, those are the ones who are going to see God and inherit heaven. He continues in verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Wow. Persecution, struggle, pain, suffering, false accusations. They did it to those who were before you. They did it to Jesus, and they're going to do it to you. And Jesus says, you're blessed. Well done. They hate you too. Well done. <laughs> like this, Anybody else kind of like thrown off by this? Like this does not seem like the abundant life that I'm looking for. Like Jesus, I'm not sure I'm ready to sign up for this. Have you ever walked onto a job site and you look around and you go, you know, this is not the thing I want to be doing today. Uh, Several of you here are in the trades and uh, there's uh, weather dependencies. You know, when when you get up, uh, I remember one morning... (laughs) Drove an hour and a half to the job site. We roll out. It is 13 degrees below zero. We are building, uh, uh, putting a roof on a junior high building up in Washington. My job was to walk the roof and sweep it because it was a blizzard going on at 13 below. And we had to carry sheets of plywood across the top of this, uh, these trusses to lay these sheets down, and every time I would get to the end of the roof, having swept it for the guys to carry the plywood, there'd be a half an inch of snow built up on the opposite side. So I'm feverishly trying to sweep to save guys' lives, because if I don't keep the snow off, these guys carrying a a four-by-eight sheet of plywood are going to slip and fall two stories, or at least dangle on their harness off the edge. You know, it's just not a good day. I was not thinking, man, I love my job. Matthew 5.12, Jesus says, Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. You know, the, the, there's something, there's kind of a glory in that hardship too, you know? The, the guys you got through that day with, you know, you're, you're knee-deep in mud, or, you know, you've gone through just, maybe you've done demolition work, and you, you're just covered in yuck or insulation, and you have all the particles, and you just itch all over, and you look at the people you're working with, you're like, This is awful! But you made it through. Sometimes there is in our lives awful circumstances and situations. Things are not going as you wish they would. But those who are with you, you can look at them and say, we made it. We made it. Matthew 7, Jesus continues... The rest of this, he, he fills in between chapter 5 and 7. He talks more and more about what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it's all kind of backwards and it's not what you'd expect. And he compares all of this. This is how Jesus summarizes it. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Well, you might understand now why I have building materials out. We're talking about building a life upon Jesus. 
He says, the rain came down and the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. If the bricks are not on a firm foundation, it doesn't take much for them to fall over. Now, an interesting thing, looking back at the prophets, God uses building language several times. In Amos chapter 7, verse 7, Amos is having a, a, a vision from God. And the one who's showing him the vision, it says in Amos 7, 7, Then he showed me another vision. I saw the Lord standing beside a wall that had been built using a plumb line. He was using a plumb line to see if it was still straight. We're going to pause here. I happen to have a plumb line. This is actually my grandfather's plumb line. So, is anybody familiar with how this works? Kids, do you know how this works? Okay, so, I got a string. You can see at the bottom here is this uh, triangular-shaped steel piece. Uh, it's going to hang straight down. You know, if you got a pendulum swinging, right? And I want to see... What is, let's say that I'm taking this crack in the sidewalk here. I want to hold this four feet up and be exactly directly above that crack. And I can move, slowly adjust myself and I can shift. See if I just move my weight. I'm shifting from foot to foot and I can find exactly vertical straight up from that line. Now, so let's say I need some kids to come help me with these bricks. Uh, I'll ask my kids to come over because we are in the same household. <laughs> okay, so every, each of you grab a brick and set it out here on the sidewalk for me. We're going to put it on top, one on top of the other. Now, these are used bricks, so they aren't going to sit flat, and it's going to help us with our illustration, actually. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Now... Jamin, why don't you take that top one and shift it so it's not right on top of the others. So it's kind of hanging off the side a little bit. Move that one. Shift it. There you go. Okay, just like that. That's good. Whoa, it looks like it's wanting to fall over, huh? Okay. So I can come down here and I can use this plumb line. And the higher that we go with this stack of bricks, it's going to become really obvious if we're not straight up and down, right? It's also going to be obvious because the thing's going to fall over. <laughs> but the taller we go, the more important it is to make sure that this thing is straight. So notice as I come in close to the bricks, Jamin, what do you see at the top, that top brick? Is the string touching that? No. Okay, now it's touching, right? Yeah. Is it touching? Is the string touching the bricks below it? No. So that shows me that the top brick is not in line with the other ones, huh? So that's a little simplistic about how I'd actually do this on a construction site, but you get the idea. Thank you, guys. You can go sit down. So the plumb line is going to represent this relationship with God. It's the vertical line. That For each and every one of us, we start by saying, I need relationship with God. And then in this vision that Amos has had, 
God is coming and He is checking the relationship between His people and Himself. And you can eyeball this thing really easily and then you can get you know, just a little spacer block and you can go through up and down this line. I would tie this if I'm actually building with a plumb line. I'd tie this out. So let's say I have an inch and a half at the top. I'd tie it at the top of the wall and then I'd go down and check each brick as we go down. And we can see, okay, are we staying in line as we build this thing up, right? Starting from the bottom. You're going to build your way up and you're going to adjust to make sure that it is straight. When I was building in Africa with those bricks, uh, the pastor, he would, at at every course of brick that we would lay, he would come in and he would check the corner. And he'd spend a whole bunch of time, especially on those corners. We check here, check there, check here, check there, shift, tap this one, tap it down. We're checking, checking, checking. And they say, it's good. And then we would start putting mortar down and do the next layer God saying here there's this vision a wall that had been built with a plumb line and the plumb line is being used to see if it's still straight sometimes we settle in our lives don't we we settle for less than what God's called us to we settle And in a house, many of us are living in houses that are 100 years old, especially in this community. And when a house settles, things shift, right? And the seams start to show. And in some cases, if it wasn't built on a good foundation, maybe you know in your own experience that that house will start to tear apart as it settles. And I think it's a good spiritual analogy and a good question for us to ask God, is there anything in my life that I have allowed to just settle? Eh, It's not that you're walking away from Jesus, but just as you just get comfortable, we settle down, settle in, and things can start to tear apart, and we don't even notice because it's happening so slowly. Well, this vision continues in Amos 7, verse 8. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I answered, a plumb line. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I'll no longer ignore all their sins. That's kind of a scary thought. That if God were to come into every part of your life, every interaction, every relationship, and he was to hold that line up. Where's my plumb line at? Here we go. And he's going to come and go... Yep, good. Well done. You know? And he's going to come. And for each and every one of us, God's going to take that plumb line and say, Are you standing straight? Are, are you good with me? Or are we settling? Is the foundation still strong in your faith and in your life? Verse 9. The pagan shrines of your ancestors will be ruined. The temples of Israel will be destroyed. I will bring the dynasty of King Jeroboam to a sudden end. Judgment was coming because the people were in sin. Amos is not the only prophet who heard from God regarding a plumb line. Isaiah 28 verse 17. 
Another prophet, Isaiah, from God, hears this. I will test you with the measuring line of justice and the plumb line of righteousness. Now, there's another line that is used. I got a string line here. Now, this is really simple. When uh, first construction work I ever did, hold the end of that, would you? First foundation we ever had to work on. Uh, first thing you do is you put up these batten boards and you nail a string line like this to them. This is measured on the lot uh, compared to the foundation and all, uh, where the foundation is going to go, I mean. And this line is going to sit just a, a short ways above the ground. And everything's going to be measured off this. Where the, the excavator comes in and digs the trench that will eventually have the footings that the foundation wall is built upon. Everything is measured off of this line. Everything. And, and so we would spend a lot of time dialing this thing in. Making sure that this string is exactly where it needs to be. Okay? So God says here, I will test you with a measuring line of justice and a plumb line of righteousness. So justice is going to be this horizontal thing. Righteousness is my right relationship with God. Am I just? Am I right in the relationship with others? Am I right with God through the relationship I have with his son, Jesus Christ? So the first point is this. Hold tight to your commitment to God. That it can be easy for us to allow certain things to slip. But make sure it's not that relationship with Jesus. And as you begin to build that life up, you also have to recognize that there's a commitment to others. That as I've talked before, Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment is. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So we have two primary relationships. If you look at the Ten Commandments, you can divide those into two or perhaps three types of relationships. The first set of the commandments is all about your relating to God. Then there's one command about how you relate to yourself, which is still about relating to God, so that's why you can say it's either two or three. And that's the, the command to rest, to take Sabbath. And then the second set of relationships, the last bit of the Ten Commandments, is all how we relate to others. Don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery, right? Jesus summarizes it all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so as we consider these things, we consider my relationship with God as a vertical relationship. We need to ask yourself, is there anything that I have let go of? Is there any slipping? Is there anything that really needs just a little tweak as I'm tapping this brick back into alignment? Now, for the, you guys are right straight on. You can tell that those are not straight, <laughs> right? Because there's some slag at the bottom of this first brick, and so that's why the whole thing's all rocky, right? Yep. And, and that's the thing, you know, there's, there's per, hidden stuff in our hearts and in our lives. And if you're not paying attention, 
you might grab some, some brick. You might hear some sermon. There, my guitar fell over again in the wind. Awesome. Uh, you might hear a sermon online, and there's some extra stuff slipped in there. That if you're not studying the Word and in the Bible for yourself, that's going to throw you off down the line. We need to test, check. God, is this from you? Can I trust this? You can't just listen to anything I say or any preacher online or, um, and, and even just some of our own thoughts. That There's extra stuff that gets in there. We need to test it. I asked my daughter this morning, I said, what's that verse from Awana? It's 2 Timothy, what is it? There she goes, 2.15. Of what is it? Good job. Yeah, be diligent to show yourself. What? Be diligent as? A little louder. Approved of God, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well done. Are you diligent in your faith? If you had to build your own house, you're going to take a little more time, right? Because you've got to live in it. If it falls apart, you don't want to be at the end of the day going, oh man, I wish I would have taken more time on that foundation. I wish I wouldn't have settled for it being close enough, good enough. And then the relationship with others. You know, there's the, the, the foundation of Christ, but then we build out. Our faith is built out in our relationship with one another. There, I, I can't even count how many times I've had a faithful friend who has helped me in my faith. Helped me to see something about God or about myself that I didn't see. How many times my wife has pointed something out in a loving and gentle way and go, you know, that really bugs me. <laughs> and the, she doesn't say it that way. She knows that would hurt my feelings and I would, I'm a very sensitive person. But, but we need one another. And so like that string line that Jacob and I were holding together, you know, as I would be built, if I'm going to build that wall, I'm going to measure we're measuring from that line over to where the wall is supposed to be. And, and the, the, the tension between us is important. Man, I haven't even thought about that till just now. That's a really good point. The, that string line is in an incredible amount of tension so that it stays straight. And there's going to be tension in our relationships. And we have to, instead of kicking against that, we have to lean into it. Recognize that that's there on purpose because it makes sure that we don't get off. If that string is loose, the, the wind blows and whatever, and I'm trying to get my tape measure out, and you know I'm going with my tape here, and I'm trying to adjust. It's like, and if that string is wobbly, blowing in the wind, it's like, well, I don't know exactly where this is supposed to be. There's tension in our marriage. There's tension at work. There's tension with your best friends. And that's not bad. And make sure you stay straight. So in all of this, we hold on to the line, the plumb line, 
our relationship with God, and we hold tight to our commitment to others. So the final charge for us this morning is to hold the line. Hold on. I don't know where you're at, what things you've been facing, what challenges, uh, especially this current series of events and crisis is putting you through, but the tension's okay. And, And I need to hear this message just as much as anybody else. I don't like the tension. I don't like what I'm having to feel and the decisions I'm having to make, but it's okay. And so I say to my own soul, my own heart, it's okay. You know, God is at work. And it's okay if it's messy. And it's okay if you're tired. And it's okay at the end of the day if you feel beat up and you're sore. Good work is happening. Because at the end of the day, there's a house to live in. And that brings me to, I'll finish up with that story in Africa. So this set of cinder blocks, what started off as a pile, ended up as a house. And a grandmother moved into that house, along with three or four orphans. And, you know, I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't know how it was supposed to go together. I was doing a type of construction I'd never done before and I was uncomfortable and I wasn't sure that it was going to come together right. But at the end of the day, we step back and we see, man, look what we've built. A safe place for others to live in. And God is building you into a safe place. He's established a safe place for you. He has a mansion with many rooms that awaits us. Jesus says, In my Father's house are many mansions, and I go away to prepare a place for you. And as we hold on to our relationship with Jesus, which is both the foundation and the plumb line, and we hold tight to one another, our faith is built out, built up, And eventually we have that reward of an eternity with our loving Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, in spite of circumstances, even this day as the wind's blowing and my teeth are starting to chatter a little bit, uh, Lord, you are worth it. Any trial, any persecution... Blessed are those who are persecuted for your name's sake. Lord, the hardships of this time, this, the unknowns. Lord, help us to hold on to faith that you are at work. That you are doing more than we could ever imagine. That we wouldn't at this time where we feel unsecure and unsettled. And, and maybe we're, we're feeling that shift of like the sand underneath our feet but Lord that we would find ourselves where it's really just the sand that was between you and us being washed away and then our feet are on solid ground so Lord we open our hearts to allow you to remove anything in us that does not belong 
And God, I'm so thankful that you have revealed to me so many things in these last few months. Things that I've held on to. Ways I've thought about myself that were not how you saw me. Or how you want me to see myself. But God, you are doing work in all of us. Help us to see it and to trust you. To be okay with the tension. Maybe you're here this morning and, and as we're praying, you realize, you know what, I don't really have Jesus as foundation. Maybe you've shifted off that foundation of Christ. Maybe you realize, you know what, I've, I'm leaning, I'm settling for less. And this between you and God, just confess. God, that's me. I'm not where I need to be. Forgive me. Help me. And we just commit again to hold on to him. And maybe you're here and you're you're also thinking, you know, I haven't really held on to other Christians. I haven't been in a good friendship and relationship. I haven't made myself accountable to anybody else. I'm not studying the Bible or praying with anybody I just show up and listen to a sermon and go home and that's it. There's more. God has more for us than what we have yet experienced. But it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen by yourself. It happens when we come together. So I want to pray for you. Lord, you know oh, how many times I pray that you'd send Christian men to be friends. For years, I prayed for accountability partners, for men that could challenge me and help me in my faith and my walk with you. And you answered that prayer fivefold. (laughs) And I thank you for that. And I pray that each person here would have another who has similar faith, similar desire to follow after you and that you would build us out and up that we could hold one another accountable not as just trying to keep people in line to follow a bunch of rules but so that we might have a sure foundation and security in our faith and relationship with you so Lord help us to help one another that we'd be okay with the tension at times we'd be quick to forgive quick to seek forgiveness that we be humble and gentle we pray in jesus name amen if at any of these points there's something that you feel like you know i just need to talk some more um i need some prayer about these things um you know please come let hang out let's talk let's let's work through it together um, that's what the body of christ is for right that we get to experience God in unique ways when we come together. And you don't have to go through it alone. And I'm really, really thankful for that because I like people. <laughs> I like hanging out. And so, um, man, I am encouraged to see what God is doing in us. That, that there is work. That he's accomplishing. That we're not going to get any other way except through some of these trials. So be encouraged. Press into the word. 
press in to time to listen to God and reach out and pray with somebody. Amen? Amen. God has infinitely more in store for us than we could ever ask or think. So let's go get it. <laughs> well, you're dismissed. If you want to hang out and, uh, and share for prayer requests, um, praying together, this is a great time to do it.